State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. In the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy, mess. I'm Ziri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up? Happy Monday. If you're listening to this like the real one, I know you are on the day that it drops because, hello, new episodes of Hot, Happy, Mess every Monday. Um, if you're not listening to it on a Monday, my apologies. I didn't mean to shame you. Uh, but also make sure you hit that follow slash subscribe button slash whatever it is Apple Podcasts and Spotify are doing these days so that you don't miss a new episode. Um, what's up? Today we are talking uh, with an awesome lady who I have had the pleasure of working with one time, Poppy Jamie, about how to be happy, not perfect, as the title says. Um she is dropping so many gems left and right. Uh, her purpose is all about helping us be mentally well, have less stress, better sleep, calmer minds, sign me up. Uh, what I really loved the most about our conversation was when she broke down sort of her four keys, her four tips to flexible thinking, which is really the key to happiness. Um, we're gonna get into what those four steps are. But I want to say really quickly that, you know, I talked about this in my very first episode of Hot Happy Mess Ever, which I would highly recommend you check out if you haven't. Um, and that is called How to Be Happy, but also what the f do I know? <laughs> uh, slightly self-deprecating, but the truth is um, I have been on this journey to happiness for so long and it's it's not an end destination, right? It is, I fully believe, kind of the state of existence through which I want to live my life. Like I'm always trying to get back to that touchstone of happiness instead of chasing it as this, this thing that's impossible or always three more feet away. When I say how to get back to happy, it's not like a package that arrives like all of the Amazon and FedEx boxes at my front door. It's... um. 
it's remembering to be flexible in my thinking. It's remembering to let ish go. It's remembering to extend grace when I'm talking to other people instead of side-eyeing them or uh, projecting my own BS onto them and assuming that they mean something that they probably don't even mean. So when I say happy, that's what I mean. It's really a state of mind, not some box I can check off or some tangible thing. Um, So... If you haven't listened to my first ever episode, I'd highly recommend you check that out, uh, maybe right after this episode. And I really open up about how miserable I had gotten at a certain point in my, you know, adult life, quarter life crisis, if you will, where I was living the dream. I had this amazing career and I had totally made a name for myself and I was winning all the trophies and I was on all the sexy red carpets talking to all the famous people and I was flying here and flying there and I would just go home and feel such a void and I was so sad and just depressed and bummed and I realized uh, in hindsight that a lot of that was because I wasn't thinking in a flexible way anymore. I was um, very specific about the boxes I thought I had to stay in to be who I quote unquote was or claimed to be or wanted to be perceived to be. And then one day I was like, screw it. It ain't worth my happiness. Whatever these boxes are that I've put myself in or that I've allowed other people to put myself in, they're not serving me anymore. I'm miserable. I'm sad. I'm crying often and I don't want to do this. (laughs) So let's get flexible. And I started stretching psychologically. So anyways, go check out that episode um, and then stay tuned because Poppy's about to get into the nitty gritty of flexible thinking of how you can get to happy, not perfect. So that's a quick little life update for you. Make sure you check out episode one ever, ever, ever of Hot Happy Mess after you listen to this one and stay tuned until the end of today's episode for our end of summer giveaway. You don't want to miss it. We've got all the goods. Uh, But as I mentioned in today's episode, we are talking about happy, not perfect. It's a brand created by our guest expert, Poppy Jamie, whose purpose is solely dedicated to looking after your mental well-being and help you have less stress, better sleep, and a calmer mind. Sign me up, baby. How we can create a clear path to overcoming uncertainty, perfectionism, and fears of rejection so you can finally live your life. That's what we're trying to do over here at Happy Mess. That's what Poppy is all about. All right, y'all. So it is time to dive into finding peace with our past and creating a happier and healthier future. Here's our expert, Poppy. Y'all, we have Poppy Jamie in the house, the the, the metaphorical <laughs> house, I guess. We, we're, we're on Riverside together. That's what we're doing. Uh, Poppy kicked off her career while she was studying at the London School of Economics when she became the youngest TV host at ITN. After she graduated, Poppy moved to Los Angeles to work with MTV, ITV, and later launched Pillow Talk with Poppy, which was Snapchat's first chat show. Poppy and I, fun fact, actually hosted an red carpet together uh poppy what what award show was that for um oh oh my oh god oh golden globes golden globes Okay, Golden Globes. She absolutely killed it. That was the first time that I got to meet this lovely lady, and I've been in awe of her journey and her career ever since. So, Poppy, welcome to Hot Happy Mess. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you so much for having me. And fun fact, I'm also Zuri's like, biggest fan. Ever since we worked together, I've been like her Instagram girl, like hype bay, liking, celebrating, <laughs> like, oh, she's doing such cool stuff. So that is the, the beauty of this work world when you get to meet such great people 
people. And then lives go off in totally different tangents and you get to kind of crisscross uh, as the years go by in different forms. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad we're crisscrossing back in each other's direction in some form of quote unquote real life. Um, I, I'm excited to dive into Happy Not Perfect in a little bit. Uh, just for you guys listening at home, back in 2015, Happy Not Perfect was born out of a, a need for a tool to deal with anxiety and Poppy filled that need. She launched this awesome app, which we're going to get into. I'm a fan. I highly recommend. I think I recommended it to you guys that you downloaded before. So I'm going to re-recommend it to you. Um, but Poppy, Talk to me a little bit about Happy Not Perfect in, in the years that led up to it. Where, where was your mental space? Uh, what sort of life were you living? Why did you decide that you needed to create this tool? I think that I had a, a, a life crisis moment and it was really driven by the breakdown of my health. And I found myself in hospital with such severe bloating totally exhausted and I'm an energetic person I'm someone who has a lot of energy in the mornings and and through my whole life I would always kind of be working the extra hour um and you know then partying the extra hour too and love and I think I got to a point where I realized that I'd been maybe misprioritizing my life and I think why was I working so hard why was I doing so much and I got to a point realizing that it was really driven by my insecurities. I felt inside so fearful of like missing out or so fearful of not being enough or so fearful of not having safety in a career that I would then kill myself the extra hour. And I didn't realize the stress I was putting on myself um, until my my body was like, yeah, we, we can't do this. Like you can't treat us like this and expect us to carry on. And, um, and that one, that was when I realized how vulnerable and fragile my mental health was. And at the time I was working on the Snapchat show. So I used to have thousands of messages from people saying similar things. Like I'm finding life too much. I'm like scared about the future. I'm scared about my work. I'm scared about my family. I'm fearful. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And in that moment, I thought, well, if I could do anything, I would want to, bring the science of like how our mind works and 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 put it into a way that we actually can use it because I'm sure everyone listening knows like how to relax but we just don't do what we know so happy not perfect was my way of like doing a bit of what you know Mm -hmm. and to the point of doing what we know we should be doing without wanting to what I love about Happy Not Perfect is it makes it really fun. I wasn't expecting when I opened it up for the first time to get the experience that I got. So uh, for someone who hasn't explored the app or hasn't explored um, exactly what that interface or that experience looks like, break it down. Set the scene for us. How cool and interactive is it? So, to, yeah, to your point, I really wanted mental wellness to be fun because I think this subject can get so serious and then as a consequence, we don't really want to do it. It becomes another chore in our day. And I really struggle with meditation. Me, again, as someone who's quite energetic, the, the idea of like sitting down for 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, you know, by the time five minutes, I get kind of itchy feet. So I thought, well, surely mm-hmm. we can look after our mind on the go when we can still, when we can go for a walk, we can do it before, we can do it before work, whatever. And so the app turns your mental health into a workout. So you've got the happiness workout, you've got a manifesting workout, you've got sleep wind down, and it combines the last 40 years of positive neuroscience, all the exercises behind 
uh, behind the science of happiness and turns it into like mini games and questions to like turn your journaling, journaling experience into this interactive format. And it means you can complete it and have a perspective shift in less than five minutes. And I think that's really important mm. is, you know, sometimes there's a lot of things we can't control, but the one thing we always can control is how we respond to the things that are happening in our life. And that moment between right. reaction and response, like that's where our power lies. Mm, and I'm glad that you brought up um, that our power comes and our ability to choose how we respond. You know, we've heard of the, the phrase or the term psychological flexibility and that people that are more psychologically flexible are probably going to have a better go at it when it comes to this life that we get to live. Um, you call um, you have a phrase called the art of flexible thinking. So break that down for us. And this is in your book, by the way, uh, of the same name, Happy Not Perfect. So what is the art of flexible thinking and how do we strengthen that muscle? It is honestly like the, the most life-changing technique I've ever learned is learning how to be more flexible in our thoughts. So to understand psychological flexibility, I think it's really interesting to touch upon what makes us stiff thinkers. So on the whole, we are stiff because we go through life, and especially when we were little, we absorbed a set of beliefs. So whatever our early environments were like, what people told us who we were, we absorbed like, okay, well, this is who I am, this is who I should be, and this is what I need to do to fit in. And we created a set of rules for us to understand life. And then the human mind is a confirmation bias. So we go through our life trying to confirm everything we think we know. So if we think we're not enough, we then turn every single experience we go through into evidence or trying to find evidence for our not enoughness. Like somebody doesn't text us back and immediately we jump to our like ego, our inner critic um, mind goes, well, if you were enough, they would have texted you back. And so you're turning like meaningless events into meaningful uh, moments to confirm your worst fears and your core belief system. Ugh. Whereas, yeah, our brains, they say they're just meaning makers, right? We're always trying to make sense of things that sometimes just happen. <laughs> right. Like, you know, Zuri didn't text me back. It's like, she was working. She was, you know, she was like, yeah. she was doing, she wasn't even with her phone. But in that, in that space, in that confusion, and we, we throw assumptions and projections on, upon everything. And, um, and there's a part of us that actually really likes doing it because even if we're hurting ourselves, degrading our confidence, there's a small part of us that feels more safe if we can think that we know what's happening around us. Got it. Got it. That makes total sense. So even if it's a bad thing, we just want to feel like we're ahead of the game and expecting it and knowing what's going down. Right. So when we're living life with these like expectations of what we think is going to happen and what we know, we become more fixed in being more stiff. And as a consequence, if we had kind of like wavering confidence before, it's only going self or, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and whatever else. So flexibility is the total opposite of that. Flexibility is knowing that in any given moment, we can change perspective, we can stay curious, we can stay compassionate, and we also can choose to our points earlier. Mm -hmm. We can choose how we respond and we can respond in alignment of who we want to be, not who our mm -hmm. past says we are. Like past events yeah. create the 
the present, but the present doesn't need to, the past doesn't need to create the future because in that present, we have this switch moment where we have total ability to completely change the the direction of where our life is going. That's such an empowering uh, perspective, right? Because so many times we think we are the victims of our reality, we're the victims of our past. But if we change, if we shift our mindset and decide what I did yesterday, I don't have to do today. How I respond today doesn't have to be how I responded five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, We really take our power back with that. I'd love if you could dive in a little deeper into that. You have four steps to the art of flexible thinking. And you touched on them a little bit, but just break them down one by one for us. The first is connect. Yeah. First is connect. And and just just to carry on your point, 90 research found that 98% of our thoughts today were the same as yesterday. Like our mind is loves the familiar. We crave familiarity. So that's why often you can find yourself in the same relationships. Because even though mm-hmm. you know a relationship could be toxic, there is this like reassurance of familiarity. Well, at least I know I've done this before and I survived it once, so I can do it again. Oof. Girl, say it louder for the people in the back (laughs) because we had an episode on Is Your Relationship Toxic AF? And when I tell you it's been our most popular episode today, I mean, hundreds of thousands of downloads, everybody is like, why do I keep doing the same thing? Look, I've been there before. Why do I keep doing the same thing? Why do I keep creating the same situation? Even if when I first got into it, I thought it was totally different. And we kind of are choosing to repeat patterns, even if it's subconsciously, because we know it, because it's familiar, because it's what happens to us. So we've told ourselves. A hundred percent. And that's why it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility Mm. to question it and also change the patterns that we don't think are serving Mm. us. So the flex method Mm. is a great way to do that. But I think it's a really important thing for us all to say, like, it's not our fault. Let's take away the blame. Let's take away the narrative of like, oh, why is this happening to me? No, why is this happening for me? Because it all, it Mm. all is. Um, And so the four steps, first one is connection. And I think this is the easiest step for us to kind of get very real with ourselves. Again, we love distracting ourselves from actually how we feel and anything that can numb how we feel is something that we like to partake in, whether it be internet shopping, whether that be like Netflix, whether that be, you know, like gossiping on the phone, like whatever it is to kind of distract us away from ourselves only kind of draws out. We don't ever get to clean up our mental mess. It stays there and we just make it get worse. So research found that when we ignore how we feel, we actually make it worse. The emotional center of our brain becomes even more activated, which feels weird because when you actually embrace how you feel, despite how painful it it might be, research found that the uh, computer side of the brain starts to come activated. And in doing so, the emotional center starts to relax. So just by saying, oh, it's wild. So That's fascinating. they did a study and they, they got people to label how they feel and they pointed to the emotion that, 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 that they were experiencing. So I said, okay, today, actually, my mind feels frustrated. And by saying that sentence, by labeling, we reduce the emotions impact. And, and it's because we start to, you know, the, the brain very simply put, we've got kind of like two main centers. We have the emotional center and then we have the rational problem solving center of the brain. And both yeah. of them are never working at full capacity at the same time. So you are either like caught yeah. in the emotional loops, your fight and flight, 
or you're in the problem solving mode. And that's when we really get to tap into our wisdom. So in any given moment, mm. if you're, if you just ask yourself, and I like to say radio stations, what radio station am, am I playing? Am I playing stressed out FM or you guys have like W stressed or whatever your radio stations are called? I always forget. No, I love FM, FM all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you some Britishisms. <laughs> Stre- yeah, stress- I love it. <laughs> stressed FM. Or am I in like badass CEO problem solving FM mode? Um, so when we connect, we start to switch radio stations into that problem solving FM. And then in the connect step, it's about upgrading the connection you have with yourself. So if you're listening to this podcast and just check how your posture is, is your shoulders hunched over? Um, are you slumped in a chair? Um, and, and how do you feel about that? Now, what would happen if you moved your shoulders back? You actually, breathed into your belly and expanded your whole belly Mm -hmm. and slowly relaxed and started breathing into belly for the next few minutes. And what about if you went Mm -hmm. through a power walk for the next 20 minutes, you would be feeling so different. And so Einstein said, we can't solve our problems with the same consciousness that created them. So the connect step is about- Oh, wow. Wait, say say that one more time. (laughs) I want to process that again. So So Einstein said, you can't solve your, the you can't solve the same problems. No, I've, I I had it right in in moment, and then <laughs> the I actually I messed it up. I bet. It, it oh here, here. that one resonated. We, so it's like I gotta process that. Wow. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Mm. Mm. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used to create them. I love that. So what do we do instead? Think about it. That connect step that I just told you about, you are changing the energy of your entire body by reconnecting the mind and body together. What usually happens is that we're stressed. So the emotional center starts to come activated. We then get stuck in a worry loop. And then that turns on to another worry loop. And then we're trying to find solutions while we're stuck in our worries. So we said, okay, I'm going I'm to change the energy. I'm going to do 10 jumping jacks. I'm going to go to a dance class. I'm going to do a 20-minute run or a walk, or I'm just going to sit there and belly breathe for a minute and then come back to what the problem I'm tr- or the worry I'm trying to resolve. I guarantee you, you will have a totally different experience. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, 
The search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What I really appreciate about what you were saying about recognizing our emotions, putting a name to it, is it's kind of like watching the thinker, right? We sort of detach just enough to say, I am not my emotions. I am not this depression. I am not this sense of overwhelm. But there is an alarm system that's going off right now. What can this tell me about how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and how can I be different? How can I you know, really honor or, or cater to, to that alarm system in a way that pivots me and puts me right back on the path that I actually want to be on. Completely. I think you bring up such an interesting point about not over-identifying yourself with an emotional label. And that was totally game-changing for me because I got stuck into this narrative of, well, I'm an anxious person. And And so suddenly, again, go back to what we were just talking about, confirmation bias. I would then walk it around, you know, walk around and self-sabotage myself because I had over-identified with a persona that is not true. None of us are any emotion. They are like the weather. They change and they pass. Yeah, they come and they go. Uh, Step one is connect. Step two is get curious. Get curious curious. Curiosity is the most powerful way that you can start stretching your mind. Because what curiosity curiosity does, it disarms that inner critic of yours that likes to jump to conclusions, assume, project, have confirmation bias, negative bias. Again, science proved that we have a 70% negative bias, which basically means that we 70% of our thoughts are, are negative over positive. And again, I know, annoying, but also it helped us survive. So yay to our negative bias for getting up to this point. This is why we are alive. Our species is still going. But it doesn't mean that it's going to help us evolve in the most most harmonious way moving forward. So how do we disarm that negative bias, that confirmation bias? Um, In the book, I call them automatic negative thoughts, Um, ants. We have ants that constantly run around our mind like, the all or nothing ant. Well, if this doesn't happen, then I'm going to be a single loser forever. Or, you know, <laughs> if, I, I, if I didn't get that job. Um, and the other ant is, um, oh, um, oh, the, the overgeneralization. Like I always used to say this, I would go on one bad date in New York and be like, all men in New York are undateable. <laughs> yep. Listen, wait, did you ever figure out that that ant wasn't true? Because I left New York <laughs> thinking that exact thing. I, I spent three years and I was like, yeah, I've got to go find some new ants because this ain't it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, these, they're so annoying, these ants. They literally, or over-personalizing. That's another thing when you kind of take on all the blame. 
Um, and a good example of this is, you know, going on holiday and the, 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 the time you go on holiday, it rains the entire time. And you're like, oh, it's all my fault. You know, I knew I should have like picked another week and it's not your fault. It's raining all the time. Like shit happens. Uh, but but these ants just run our internal dialogue and curiosity is a way it's like an ant stamper or an ant swapper, like a, you know, a mosquito kind of a hitter Mm -hmm. thing that I'm sure everyone can think of much better yeah. words to describe swat, that. Swat, swat, flies, swatter. There's a word for this. I can't, I can't help you, but I, I think we're halfway there. Yeah, the ant swatter. That's exactly what curiosity is. Because, and a good way to get curious. And my inspiration for this was Byron Katie, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with. Mm. And she wrote a book called mm-hmm. Loving What Is. And her four questions, which like were total game changer when I had the work, right? The work. And what we're talking about Mm. now, it's like fundamentally like the work that all of us and you can't hide from and it will catch up with you at some point in your life. Um, And it is like all of us doing the work, but freedom does await on the other side. And and the four Mm. questions that for anyone that hasn't read her work is, is this thought true? And so let's say, okay, you know, there's, there's, let's just take the, the, like everybody hate, the everybody hates me because I fucked up this one thing. Is this true? It's like, well, I think it's true. I fucked it up and I do think everyone's going to hate me. Okay. How can I be a hundred percent sure this is true? Well, I guess I can't be a hundred percent sure that everybody hates me because I guess I can't look into their minds. I don't really know what they're thinking. And yeah, so I can't be a hundred percent sure. How does this thought make me feel? Is the third question. I'm like, well, like really unempowered, really unempowered, embarrassed, insecure, disappointed, like self-hating, um, and all the rest of it. Question four: Who would you be without this thought? Well, if I didn't think everybody hated me because I fucked up, then I'd be happy, my best self. I'd be feeling confident. I'd be full of energy. And so you realize that the root of our suffering lies in thoughts, usually ants, that have not got a shred of truth to them. Yeah, it's so true. It's so spot on. I read that book. I loved that book. I highly, you guys know I'm good for recommending a book that I only halfway read. I read this entire book, did so much work. The tears came, this, this baggage from childhood, thoughts that I'd been holding onto, clinging to because they were a part of who I told myself I was. And I'm talking um, bad stuff too, right? The trauma. Well, it's a part of my story and I just have to cling to, I'm mad at this person for that. And that person doesn't like me because of this. And then one day you just learn to let it go, which isn't the easiest thing because, you know, I even struggled with, well, who am I without these stories that I've always told myself about who I am? But it was such a release, such a burden lifted to kind of plow through all of those lies, really, to get to the other side, which was what you said, happiness and freedom and a lighter air around my existence. It's That is such an interesting and important point that you just said. Like, who am I then? We're almost like without my part, like my, without kind of like the trauma of my yeah. past in a way and this and the suffering. And because it is a it is a part of us, but also it doesn't need to be the part of our future self and our present self. So the art of letting go is not easy because again, there's a part of us that's it's it's probably 
meeting some need or or other. So it's a yeah. really it's it's a challenging but God, it's mind altering process. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that some of what you just touched on, particularly with Byron Katie's method, those four steps um, lead into or are part of step three, which is choosing what the most compassionate way forward is. How can I handle the situation for myself and others in a way that, you know, and now I'm paraphrasing, um, comes from loving kindness instead of being harsh on oneself? A hundred percent. And so what's so important about the choice step is if we go back to what we were just talking about in terms of the, the two brains, right? You have the emotional center and then the wise problem-solving center. So when we're thinking about our own problems, we are we have our emotional side of the brain activated. We're like, oh my God, what should I do? Like, la, 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 lost in these worry cycles. And then when we ask a question like, hmm, well, how would I advise a friend experiencing what I am now? The most compassionate question that you can ask yourself, because the way we treat our friends is very different to the way that we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we ask that question, how would I, how would I advise a friend experiencing what I am now? What we do is instead of consulting the emotional part of the brain for advice, which is like in a way the stupid part of the brain, emotions are stupid without <laughs> yeah. information. Uh We start to consult the wise part of our brain, the computer side, the problem solving side, because when we're giving friends advice, we aren't coming usually from an emotional perspective. We're using our problem solving side of the brain. So what we end up doing is by being compassionate, we get to access the pool of wisdom we all have. And I think that Mm. was just like groundbreaking when I realized that because I realized that I had been living a life totally and utterly directed by my emotions that really are a very angry monkey like running around my mind like the monkey mind Mm -hmm. as that book says but actually when I started to be like go okay I'm really gonna really gonna practice being compassionate towards myself I started to slow down and realize that I didn't need to run through this life driven by fear, but the choice to turn to love and the choice to turn to love is through compassion. Mm, I absolutely love that. Uh, Compassion um, and action. Action is step four, committing to actually doing the work. Sometimes that's the hardest part. We know it's good for us. We don't want to do it anyway. (laughs) So how do we commit to action? So action was really important for me to like put into this book because I find that, you know, sometimes, you know, you can read books like The Secret and all these manifesting books and, and, and it's like all, it's a lot about thinking, but the doing is what really creates the change. And even let's say a plane, when it took off, it decided just to go one degree different. If you think about it over miles and miles and miles, the destination is totally different from where it would have gone had we just, had we not shifted that one degree. So taking action that just shifts, even yourself a tiny bit can allow you to end up in a place beyond your wildest dreams. And so how I really like to form like commitment to action is like committing to who we want to be. Because if we turn up to every situation and we respond, and again, like the Viktor Frankl quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And so when we choose action to respond using questions like, 
How would my calmest, most confident self respond to this right now? And again, we get to dip into even more wisdom because our brain goes, well, how would my most confident, most calmest self respond to this right now? Wow, I think I would say this. And we're then able to respond to action and in within action, mm. our reality is changed. That is where true manifesting yes. happens. Yes, yes, yes. Are there any tools or other ways, obviously Happy Not Perfect, the book and the app, um, other tools that we can use to strengthen those muscles when it comes to committing to action? You know, obviously the book and the app has, um, has all the research and tools in it, but what I would say the easiest and cheapest tool we will have is the power of pause. When you do not know, do nothing. And one of my teachers said to me, and I'll never forget, but he, she said, and I'll ask you, Zuri, what, okay, someone gives you a muddy bucket. How do you look to the bottom of the bucket? What would you do? If you, someone's giving you a muddy bucket and someone says, right, what's in the bottom of that bucket? What would you do? Um, I would dump the mud out of the bucket and then but you, you can't see what's at the bottom. Right. Oh, but you can't, <laughs> okay. they're like, you can't, you can't oh, take anything out of the bucket. Oh my, um, I would, can I, can I stir? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm probably already doing all the things you're not supposed to do. I think I'm supposed to just sit here with the bucket. Yeah, you're supposed because, um, but you're right that you, that's the whole yeah. lesson of like the question. Actually, if you do nothing, yeah. the, all the sand will fall to the bottom and then it'll be, there'll be completely uh -huh. clear water and you'll be able to see to the bottom. Oh, really? I should go get a bucket and some mud right now. This sounds like a fun experiment in, in the power of pause. The power of pause. So when we pause, like when life feels like a muddy bucket and we can't look at the bottom to the, and find the solution of what we should do next, when we pause, we allow all the mud to fall to the bottom. We then have crystal clear water and we can see right down, mm -hmm. right through it. Mm. And that's so important. I'm glad you bring it up because that's the most difficult thing to do. That has been my ultimate struggle in the past because I'm such a doer, because I'm so ambitious, because I'm such a problem solver. It's like if there's an issue or a thing that I don't know the answer to, I almost go twice as hard trying to fix it, trying to make it work. But you can't knock down a door <laughs> that is not ready to open. And so often I'm banging down the front door and I'll realize, I, I say this often on the podcast now, if I would have just calmed down, sat on the porch and thought about it, I might've thought, I think I'll walk around to the back and look, there's a window and it's open. And I think I'll just crawl through there instead. But you get so stuck on, on the problem as it is and feeling like you'll get control back by doing, 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 working, working, working to make this not what the current situation is anymore. And all I've ever done is work myself up into more anxiety and more stress. And I still don't accomplish whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. So me too, it's always sister, best to me too. Like literally <laughs> like why? I mean, I, 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 they always say, you know, write about what you need to know about and like, trust me, talk about like the queen of like trying to like open doors that won't open and being like, no, if I yeah. just try harder and you're like, the door's not going to open. But the power of flexibility yeah. allows you to like step to the side and realize the door right next door is open.
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I could talk about this with you all day. We, we have to wrap up soon, but I do want to just really quickly uh, get your perspective on this. A lot of our present behaviors, as you mentioned, are due to our past experiences. Uh, what are some ways that we can get curious about our past emotional wounds? Um, maybe if we haven't done that much self-reflection or we're trying to tap into more self-awareness so that we can figure out how it's impacting our present reality. What, what's some of that work? Should, do we sit with ourselves and, and think about our childhood, our, our experiences, um, themes or patterns that start to arise. How do we start that work? So the ancient Greeks have the best quote, and they wrote, you know, thousands of years ago, know thyself. So understanding your past is really interesting in, in informing why you are like you are. But I don't always think it is 100% necessary for everyone to go back, especially if it, um, you know, is very traumatizing, because there are a lot of therapies out there that is about changing your behavior now to create a new future. There's actually, if you if you realize and there's desire, and change always happens after desire. You can't change something that doesn't want to change. So you've got to desire to want a different like experience of life, but there are so many different therapies out there. So you've obviously got psychotherapy, um, you've got coaches and coaches have a are slightly different from psychotherapists because life coaches are very much about looking at your habits today and changing your habits for, you know, to create a different future. It's less about going back in the past, but again, if you, if that is of interest in you and there is, um, you know, I guess, su- suppression, um, then it is interesting to always to to face it, to make peace with it. Um, because as I said, your past informs your present, but doesn't create your future. So um, what I would say is definitely look for professional support if that's available to you. And, um, and if, and and also, there is so much power within books and, uh, and what people have written about. Like, I know we spoke about Byron Katie, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. I love, um, I mean, I couldn't, I can send you a bunch of books I can recommend. We could put in the show notes yeah, if that's please, useful. Please but, um, as I said, not always totally necessary, but definitely helpful if that it does feel like someone feels like that's the next step. So many gems. Poppy, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is jam-packed. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode to remind myself of all the things that I should be doing on my journey to to happy and not perfect. If people want to follow you, if they want to slide in the DMs, um, maybe pick up some more of your resources, where can they find you? Um, Just find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram, Twitter, and then Happy Not Perfect, the book is where anyone, anywhere you find your uh, books and Happy Not Perfect app is anywhere you find your apps. So, um, as I said, if there's anything you come across in the book and that's interesting or resonated, like, please get, um, please get in contact and would love to discuss that with anyone. Um, but honestly, thank you so much for having me on. I, as I, as I said, I'm your biggest fan, love all your work and it's just such a joy to see your face. Same here, Poppy. Thank you so much for joining me. I loved catching up with you. When, when the world opens again, God willing, sooner than later, and you're back across the pond, or I'm on the other side of the pond, we're, we're going to have to catch up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God, I know. I, tequila is definitely on the menu. Oh, yes. Love a margarita <laughs> moment. There we go. Thank you, Poppy. All right, there it is. I promise you, Poppy was dropping those gems, right? So... 
thank me later or you know what no thank me now <laughs> by writing a review it takes five seconds uh leave a five-star review if you were feeling the podcast if you felt this episode um because they really move the needle they let the powers that be know that they all are into the podcast so we can keep giving you the goods okay over the next few weeks i'm going to be bringing on so many guests to discuss pushing past perfectionism how to build wealth um a ton more so if you're loving what you're hearing stay tuned because we've got way more of it okay if you want to leave a review words of affirmation are technically not my love language but they are when it comes to this podcast uh so go ahead and drop one in fact here's one from a lovely listener at tesla radio uh tesla radio says great podcast for all listeners zuri manages to balance humor sincerity casual chat and grounded and informed all at once highly recommended with a little green heart thank you tesla radio also i've been thinking about getting a tesla so if you could slide in my dms and tell me how you like it i think it would be a much more eco-friendly um and sustainable option for my long-term vehicular experience but i also heard the wait lists are like an eternity long so hmm all right so like i said Leave a review if you're into it. I'll love you forever. And here is the end of summer giveaway. Drum roll, please. We have got some major goods in this one. Not to mention, these are all women of color owned wellness brands. Okay, so support. We've got Aura Ana, which is owned by my girl from the group chat, Veronica. Her beautiful line of high-end jewelry is going to be a part of this giveaway. Next up, we have Bathe Brand. And this brand is owned by Tiffany Brown, uh, whose brand focuses on Earth's most beautiful creations, potent plants, healing water, and the richness of you. And last but certainly not least, we got Bacalia Botanicals. This brand is owned by Jasmine Guerrero. Her brand includes a beautiful selection of bath products that merge beauty and culture to inspire us to find comfort and a deeper connection within our roots. I love them all. I'm so excited to partner with these beautiful wellness brands ran by these beautiful badass women. So if you want to enter for a chance to win the goodies and or gift cards, hello, then this is all you got to do. The giveaway rules are simple. Head over to our Instagram page at Hot Happy Mess and enter to win by commenting on the giveaway post and tag a wellness product loving bestie who you think will love the podcast too, okay? Because friends who practice self-love while listening to Hot Happy Mess together thrive together. Namaste. <laughs> and for a bonus entry, follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review with your Instagram username at the end of your review so we can slide in your DMs and contact you if you win, okay? Super simple. For an entry, all you got to do, go to at Hot Happy Mess on Instagram, find the giveaway post, and just comment. Comment, like it, tag one of your besties. That's it. That's an entry, okay? If you want a second entry, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts and then leave a review with your Instagram username or your Twitter username at the end so we can contact you if you win, okay? The giveaway ends Friday, September 17th at 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. 
So may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, good luck, good luck. And don't forget to tell a friend. Share us. Blast hot, happy mess. Spread the good word wherever you can. And tag us on social so that, so that we can repost you. I'm Zuri Hall at Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L. And of course, at hot, happy mess, baby. All right. I hope you have a good one. I'm sending you all the love and all the light. And little Lola Jolie says goodbye. Lola, are you going to say anything? Can I get a, a woof woof? Okay, she's in one of those unbothered by my existence phases. All right, love y'all. See you next time. Bye, 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 bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.